0: CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Lads, we're back. Good morning.
1: Ah, we'll uh, it is 10.07 a.m. Um, Eastern time. Uh, yeah, Eastern. Yeah, who cares about the rest of the, the,
2: the country's time? If mountain time. Go climb a mountain. Um.
1: There's one guy not going to
2: mountain time, by the way. What? <laughs> one what? player not going to mountain time like mm. we assumed last night.
1: Yeah, oh, wow. I'm mad that about was, that.
2: that was, hey. That was a so,
0: great pun. Though.
1: So, if you've listened to last night's episode, sucks. Um, the first segment doesn't matter anymore. If you haven't listened to it, skip the first 10 minutes because we were, we were very much on the train of Kevin Weeks' report about how Calgary were going to get by Eichel and. And uh, Kachuk was going to go the other way, and it was going to be fun. Instead, apparently about 4 a.m. sometime this morning. I don't know which one it was. I didn't see a time zone, but the East, the East Coast is what matters, so we're just going to go with Eastern time. Um, Jack Eichel is now a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's over. its uh, I don't know it's because if it's not like the Eric Carlson trade that happened like 20 minutes after one of our lectures, and I was awake, and it wasn't texts from both Alex and my mother saying, oh, so he's a, he's a golden knight. Um, I'm tired. So um, for those of you who are wondering about the details, well, I'll tell you. First off, Alex, can you just remind me who was the, quote, untouchable piece for Vegas in this whole thing?
0: Um, Peyton Krebs is what we were told.
1: Peyton Krebs. Okay, that's good to know. So the return... Is as follows: The Buffalo Sabers have sent Jack Eichel, and we're going to get to the third in a second. Don't worry about it. Um, Jack Eichel is now a Vegas Golden Knight, as we know. The Golden Knights send back Alex Tuck, aka the only guy without any trade protection, was a surprise. Peyton Krebs, their 2019 first rounder, I believe. Um, a 2022 second, Oh, sorry, that's a first rounder. Um, and yes, they swap third rounder. So again, it is Krebs, Tuck, a first this year, and they are swapping thirds or the teams, which is so NHL, it's hilarious. Now,
0: And the first um, is top 10 projected.
1: I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. How dare you? It's too early, Alex. Um, because it is a surprisingly complicated condition here. So if Vegas' first-round pick in 2022 is not top 10 predicted, um, then Vegas will transfer its own first-round pick in 2022 and its own second-round pick in 2023 to Buffalo. Uh, and then Buffalo will transfer its own third-rounder in 2023. If Vegas' first-round draft pick in the 2022 entry NHL draft is top 10, then Vegas will transfer its own pick in 2023 and its own second rounder in 2024, and then Buffalo send its 2024 third rounder. What the hell? What's that about? Yeah, like, what? Why is there so much hubla about thirds in that? How? First off, can we just talk about how the hell is there a top 10 protected on that? How does Buffalo, first off, just to remind everyone um this is what kevin week said yesterday the understanding was it was going to be kachuk an upcoming first rounder a pl- player drafted in the first round and two prospects so i don't know what happened there because i think andy strickland like last night was like ah so forgot about kachuk and maybe that happened but how do you guys feel about the trade how did buffalo do to start we'll say
0: um well Compared to the Calgary trade, this is a little underwhelming, um, mm-hmm. just just for me. But I guess like we, we got the trade; it's a decent trade. I, I think they probably could have gotten more if they had done this earlier and hadn't kind of skewered and screwed around with how they were going to do this trade.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I don't know. I said it last night where if they were going to do the Calgary trade, there's a lot of amount of certainty there that I liked about it, where you have a building block like Matthew Kachuk to do something with the franchise to, you know, at least get another guy there that could help with that young core they're trying to build. With Vegas, it's the same thing I said where you get, yeah, a guy like Alex Tuck, but you already know what he is. But a lot of the other pieces there, they're, they're just not known yet. Like Peyton Krebs is the centerpiece there, but we don't know if he's going to be a winger. He's going to be a center. I know he's only 20, but he's been in the NHL already and he's struggled a bit. So in a st- like, not saying like too much there, but I'm just saying that in a stable situation that he had, there's still a lot of growth to be there. So it's still going to be a long-term project with a lot of that for the Sabres.
1: What was it that, that saying that I think it, it may have been pac um, You don't trade a young player till you're 100% sure. Listen, we don't quite know what Branstrom is right now. And uh, I'll just quickly read you a tweet here from Chris Peters. Um, Vegas' first-round picks all-time. Um, Cody Glass was obviously traded for Nolan Patrick in the offseason. Nick Suzuki in the patch trade. Thank you. Um, Eric Branson was traded for Mark Stone. Uh, the 2018 first round for Thomas Tatar. <laughs> um, I believe that was Joe Valeno it turned into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Peyton Krebs part of the Eichel deal, and the two guys they still have. Uh, Brendan Brisson, or Brisson. I'm pretty sure it's Brisson, but, you know. Um, and Zach Dean. Now, the other guy, okay, whatever with those two. But, you know, it, it is... This trade very much is Vegas' identity, isn't it? AKA, we want to win now, um, and we don't care about... Like, what prospects do they have left? <laughs> like, honest question. I mean, um, there's that saying about, like, hey there, so, you know, missing out on the first round pick sets your franchise back three years. Like, at this point, like, Tuck was... He wasn't an expansion draft selection, but he was obviously a sweetener to take... Remind me
2: who Eric Halla?
1: Eric how
2: from Minnesota so the wild gave Alex tuck in order to protect um, Matt Dumba oh,
1: right.
2: yeah. and um Matt Dumba and Marco Scandella
1: oh yeah wow that's a weird one so like tuck's been there for a while but I mean let's be honest if he had some trade protection By the way, what's the chances that Eichel gets dealt in two years because Vegas' identity, Yeah, anyway. frustrated. Um, yeah, and he's just like, I don't like it here anymore. There's no loyalty. I still can't believe the, the bull crap to do with those conditions. Um, so for Buffalo side of things, I'm going to say this, and that is, um, listen, it's a fine return. I remember earlier in the year when Friedman said, so they wanted from Montreal, for example, Suzuki and Caulfield, right? How did it turn into this? Because no, I think it was Vogel did tweet out that there was external pressure was starting to hit the Sabres here. Um, I don't know if you saw, but they got a team dog. And uh, yes, Kim yes. Bagula replied saying, name it Sabre, and she had her dog. And it was just like, um, okay, what's that? whatever's going on here. And people were still like, yeah, how about Eichel? How about Jack? That'd be pretty. How
0: about- uh, that's the name of the dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Um. I just, what frustrates me right now as I look at this return, I'm like, could other teams not have matched this? What I mean? No offense to to Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck, but, I mean, Alex Tuck? He's a good player, but he's a complimentary piece for Jack Eichel. You know, I just, obviously, it is, there is leverage from the Sabres, aka the, the leverage for them is, they actually don't have any. Um. Except for they have Eichel, but then again, they needed to get it done. But I'm just looking at this. I'm like, I'm not so much so much mad at the Sabers because I think we've already expressed everything they've done wrong in this scenario. And by the way, at the end of the day, it's so cool that Eichel is finally getting a surgery because we know Vegas are cool with the replacement. Yeah. And do you know what? I'll take he'll make it to the Olympics. He'll do the he'll uh, do this, like the, the the uh, no no no. Let me finish. He's gonna do the athlete thing. He's going to be on uh, because, you know, there's that thing of like athletes are just super. I remember McDavid was supposed to miss like a year and he rehat. And I know necks are different, but I just have a thing he'll go like super athlete thing and somehow he'll get back. And I don't know, he'll call up um, Gary Roberts and something will happen. Watch, he'll do it. I believe it. I'm not, it's I'm rooting for him to do it. The, but... the
0: Olympics are in February, right? Not yeah. Mid, yeah, I think so. February. Yeah, okay. Like mid he, maybe, but then he could.
1: I, I thought that, like, I'm rooting for him, but if he so gets the thing it thing right now. And I'm, this is i gonna I, be he, like
2: Steven Stamkos' watch in 2014. Remember that? Me. Where, like, up until the last minute, he's like, I'm definitely making the team. And he's like, I'm not making the team. It's
1: a shame. Um, well, I, I'm annoyed at other teams looking at this, and I'm thinking, Carrie, stop, shut up. Um, and I'm, the dogs being lippy. Um, she's upset too because i I'm just annoyed that no one could, you look at a price like this and regardless of the circumstance people aren't going to give a crap about the context here this this is gonna hang over hung over the, hang over the saber saying how is this not done sooner if this was the return because it's kind of crap I'm not gonna lie i mean mark stone if you look at it, a great prospect no one cares about a third so it's A prospect right now which we don't exactly know where he is with Peyton Krebs. Because Vegas seemed to hate playing young players when you think about it. Remember when Cody Glass couldn't get in the lineup. Maybe I'm a bit better as a Habs fan. Because I'm like, how did you not get this deal done? You could have done this at the draft. Like, so many teams could have matched this deal and the cap side of it. If Vegas could figure it out... We, let's let's be honest. We could probably see that William Carlson's gonna be on LTR by you know, the end of the day if he isn't already. You know what I mean? Like I'm just kind of thinking to myself, how the hell was this not done, and how how could teams not have beaten this? Apparently Carolina were in it, and you're thinking, get out of here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carolina's in on everything. Um, no, I, I I just think well, for one part, the surgery. Like we know, I think it was a few weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, it was David Pagnotta and someone else who had kind of confirmed that there's uh, Emily Kaplan, six teams left in the race and they were all willing to give the surgery. Now I'm not saying those, the 24, uh, the 26 teams remaining didn't want to give him the surgery. I don't know what was up there, but we know those six teams were willing to give him the surgery. And it really didn't make sense for him to be traded to a team that wouldn't give him that surgery. The other thing is, I think as time goes on throughout the summer, when this whole saga started, not only did the Buffalo Sabres start to lose lose leverage because they were doing such, they weren't doing a great job in terms of uh, negotiating this trade because there was such restrictions on it. But I think in a way he also loses value not because he wasn't playing but because he's sitting there with a nerve um, disc sitting on a nerve and he's not playing he's not practicing he's not really like I don't think you can really train and if you can you're not training to the best of your abilities so it, it just seems that the longer they waited the worse the worse things got because they put themselves in a crappy situation
2: what I think about with this is I really thought Buffalo were going to be more swift this time. And I know different situation, but I think about the Taylor Hall one where they waited until like, you know, the wee hours before the deadline to get something for him. And I know that Hall had a different situation where he wanted to go somewhere, but we saw what the other offers were like similar to that. And with this one, it is a bit underwhelming because I think I mentioned to you guys last night that before Kevin Weeks had that tweet about Matthew Kachuk, I had another proposed deal that worked technically on cap friendly with the Sabres. And I actually like, I took all the factors Alex said about Jack Eichel's situation coming into the season. And I catered that trade to look at it, that look at, look, make it look like that, where the money works out, the prospects work out. And I thought taking all those factors, that was underwhelming and it included like Sean Monahan like Connor Zeri, and like the same type of draft picks that the Golden Knights had and i think even this trade is still underwhelming based mm-hmm. on what they got
1: so yeah at the end of what's going to happen here in revisionist history is going to be a thing is you traded a f- top 10 player in the league for a second line power forward we'll see what happens with Krebs and a first rounder. We'll see what happens, but, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, Eichel, did you guys see what Robin Leonard just tweeted? No, what did he say? It's a gif of a, a Sabre celebration, and it's Eichel starting off hugging Ryan O'Reilly, then goes and hugs uh, Sabre at the time, Robin Leonard. Just thought that was really funny. Teammates, teammates, teammates and all of the Evander King's in the background of that too, so you think, wow. Um it's funny to think what that Buffalo Sabres team had in the past. Okay. So now we can look at this for Vegas. Um they get Jack Eichel. Great, yeah.
2: Great. All right,
1: they, we did finish they, there. No, okay. They, <laughs> they, so let me I'm gonna get up daily face off. Obviously it's gonna be a bit of a mess right now, but You can kind of see a scenario where your top line is, you know, I think this is pretty good. Um, It's Max Pacioretty, Jack Eichel, and Mark Stone. Um,
2: One healthy, all of them.
1: um, Yeah, no, that's what I mean, yeah. And then you can still somehow retain, and listen, there may be some... Some kind of garbo when it comes to sort of like, oh god, how are we gonna fit some cap stuff? Worry about that. That's Vegas' problem for later, you know, you worry don't worry about it. So then you can still kind of retain that second line combo of Carlson and um, and Smith and Marshus, so, which is sort of like if you go back to it, because we obviously know that's been a staple there for a while. The Donau's been good for them. You move Chandler Stevenson down as well. Matius yeah, Mark's in there, Keegan Collisar's been a decent story. And all of a sudden Let's look at that Eichel Carlson Stevenson who at his best was a depth center In Washington All of a sudden Say it with me The Vegas Golden Knights have center depth
0: It took them years But they have center depth
1: It's very much in their identity of the best player is available I want to go
2: get them Um, Shout out to Logan Stevenson I mean Lance Sorry not Logan Stevenson Chandler Stevenson, Logan Stevenson's a Florida prospect from before. Um, shout out to Chandler Stevenson for holding down the top line center position for this long.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, no one can complain about when Stevenson goes down. It's like, oh, my God, they lost their top line center, even though it's like it's kind of like Phil Dinell playing your first line. So it's like he's a good depth one, but you're number one. Uh, you don't win like that. You know what Maybe I? F- you get to the, the finals, but you're not gonna win.
2: You know what I kind of feel with this, which is pretty great. Once Jack Eichel returns,
1: yeah.
2: By separating themselves from two guys that were playing in the top nine with Preden Krebs and Alex Tuck, they actually built top nine depth now. Because yeah, Thomas no, Stevenson could probably go back to the wing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you yeah, you know, you're in a good situation when a center has to play the wing too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like hmm There was still Like yeah Again It's it's funny That even get rid in getting rid of Tuck Like all of a sudden And again with crabs That they're somehow A deeper team Even though when healthy I should say Because right now If you look at their, their If you look at Daily faceoff Right now for Vegas It's not great No but, I mean, dude, it's, some, it's something. There's, you have to give credit that Vegas have had the balls to go out and just make a move when there are so many GMs in this league that refuse to do so. And I saw this tweet going around that was, you know, Vegas have taken advantage of the fact that a lot of teams have been afraid to trade prospects or first-rounders in the past. Um, and, you know, we, I mean, how long was the Sam Bennett thing a thing in Calgary?
2: Oh my goodness, yeah.
1: So, we look at that, and I mean, Max Patcher. like, okay, listen, Suzuki Trey wasn't great when you look at it, but is a good player to bring in. Stone's your first captain, really good. Speak what you will about their playoff performances in history, not great. But still, I mean, you got Theodore somehow still. You got Petrangelo in from free agency because you're Vegas. I'm just saying, like, you took advantage of getting Robin Leonard when everyone was like, ah, no, he's going to go to Carolina, I think we were saying back yeah. then. It used to be every goalie is going to go to Carolina or Edmonton.
2: Remember we thought he almost went back to the Islanders because of that uh, that tweet, that uh, Darren Dreger tweet with Ilya Sorokin? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh
1: Never gosh, forget. Besides that, the, I, just, the, I like it.
0: The The thing with the Vegas side of this is that Tuck was going to be out until I think January. So really you're not like, yes, you're losing Payne Krebs uh, who's, who's currently in the lineup, but you're not taking out, you're not missing a significant piece for more than three months instead of going for an entire season without Alex Tuck and Jack Eichel, you're going with from February to whenever your season ends Um, that's when you're missing Alex Tuck and Jack Eichel.
2: In terms of comparisons, um, okay, this is going to be a bit of a hot take, but okay, so Domlish is in, he already wrote an article about this, and he said in terms of the return, he he didn't want to mention the Mark Stone situation because he said they absolutely fleeced the Senators, but he's comparing it to a Mike Richards trade where, you know, you have then prospect Braden Shen, you have an emerging Wayne Simmons, who plays a similar style to talk back in the day. And he wants to compare that type of return. But in terms of what I think it's different where you have a number one guy like Jack Eichel and I don't know, is this like the Leafs in 2015, 2016 where you trade away, you know, Shane Wright's coming and the Sabres are probably going to fall back to reality. And is it kind of like the Leafs where, you know, they know Austin Matthews is going to be there.
0: So why it's like the Kessel trade?
2: Yeah, um, that return really... was like okay.
1: Uh, I, mean, Phil Kessel didn't need a neck surgery, and they kind of bent him over for nearly an entire year. Mm-hmm. But I get what you mean. But like that trade was gonna, even if if they had gotten the surgery, they were never gonna trade Eichel. Like it was, it was. Remember, it was supposed to be his team, but like he was, he was gonna be gone. Like. And unless you're trying to say for Vegas' point of view, but with Vegas, they can afford to maybe have a subpar first half of the year because they're in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't see it the same way as that. I mean, right now, I, I just you have to also kind of take in the feel of your room. Right now, if you're the Sabres and you see that you are currently tied with your 401 rivals and the Stanley Cup champions... And your captain and your team have this big divorce going on. You're going to see a guy like Tuck coming in, and you're going to play harder. That's a kind of a guy, that even if he is a complimentary piece on the roster. You know what? Those guys sort of rub off on the room. And if you're the Sabres, you can try and lose, but that team isn't going to... Like, listen, it's hard to see them finishing last, too, because they've had a good start. Good start, screw you up. They do, like We've seen that countless times. Like... But sorry to go back to your thing is I don't see similarities no. there. Like we knew it was gonna be over. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so by the way, I'd say that Vegas won the trade because they got Jack Eichel, by the
0: way. Yes. But I, I th- what's, yeah. funny,
1: what's funny? Buffalo got better technically.
0: Yeah, in a way. Yeah. They got what they got what they wanted, but they just I, I don't think they got enough. Like yeah. maybe it comparing be- that pardon. I think they
1: did a, it was a B. I'd rate the trade for them.
0: They got you. The thing is, is I think maybe what I'm doing is comparing it to that Calgary trade where it's like, well, if that yeah. offer was on the table, it's like, I'd take that offer 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, but if you Matt, know what I'm like, then, then the you thing on? is, is Matthew could chuck on the table. Obviously, there's conflicting reports on that. So who, who really knows? It's just, I, I think looking at that trade they could have gotten more if they done if they had done this earlier
2: yeah you you brought up like that point alex i really agree with that the matthew could chuck factor that as much as i view him as a building block as i view him as a guy that is going to get better maybe there was those internal discussions that we don't know about <laughs> maybe he wasn't going to sign like it's going to be another headache his restricted free agency. Yeah, is
1: nine million so it's not going to be fun Okay, is it me or are we here starting to hear a lot of rumbles about Kachuk every year now because there was the stuff over the summer that he requested a trade no one knows what's going to happen. He jokes about holding out even though he didn't kind of He's going to he Ottawa or St. Louis. It's just I I don't see that relationship lasting cuz there's a lot of smoke and um you know what the saying is when there's smoke there's fire. I just, I think there, I don't think there's a coincidence that we just keep hearing stuff. Even if it's not the Flames putting it out there, it's the Kachucks. You know what I mean? There's, listen, there's going to have to be a sacrifice in Gallagher because there's a lot of money that's going to have to be spent next offseason with all those free agents.
0: Yeah. And you have to make the decision where is your money best spent? Like if this is just going to be a continuous <clears throat> battle year after year between the Matthew Kachuk and the Flames, and I, I don't want to pick sides. It just seems like there seems to be butting heads between the organization and the player or the family. Mm. Like that's just what it seems like. Um, Then you know what? Maybe it's not best to pay him because Brad Sherliving's Living's not going to say, well, you know, you know, let me step down so someone else can take the mantle and deal with Matthew Kachuk, and maybe he'll do it better. Like, that's just unrealistic. Maybe it is better to trade him. Like, I, I don't know what the solution here is, but whatever is happening now is not working.
1: You know what I just realized? Mm. Forget about Battle of Alberta with, with a potential Eichel being there, which is obviously isn't going to happen now. He could have been the Boston pizza guy in Calgary. The guy from Boston area. I'm just I'm just realizing it's a real shame that that didn't happen.
2: That was that was a fun rumor for what three hours last night.
1: Yeah, 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 that was great, wasn't it? Makes match feel like so. What's the
2: rivalry now, Golden Uh, Knights?
1: It's not well. Well, I mean, they're still in the same division, Connor and, and Thingy. Yeah, Connor and Jack. But I mean, if you're speaking about the juggernauts, quote unquote. It's gonna be him versus McKinnon now. Not in the same division, but could you imagine McKinnon and Eichel going at it year after year in conference finals and that? That'd be, that'd be fun. F- that'd be pretty sick. The Avs need to pull it together, by the way. Um,
2: yeah, Darcy Camper has been not. They Camper. were
1: No, they weren't. They weren't great. Like last night, they you know they fall down early, and then you know even they come back against Columbus, but then they just. You know, Kadri loses his man in OT and you're like, mm, we need to... um They'll, they'll figure it out, but um, they need to do it soon because the Central is looking awful... Uh, awful, uh, awful fun right now. Okay. Um, thanks for nothing, Calgary. The one time I was interested in your team and uh, you just do that. How dare you?
2: Have fun using Sean Monahan on the fourth line.
1: Yeah. Man... By the way, can Dylan Strom please be freed? (laughs) Because you want to talk about not being used properly and just being scratched in the fourth-line role when your game clearly doesn't fit there. Um, Look no further than Dylan Strom in Chicago.
2: Does he go to Calgary? (laughs) Montreal. The consolation prize.
1: Montreal, please. What's the return? What do they want? It's like the best draft pick? I don't know. A third-round pick
2: protected? I don't know. Just get him out of there. Let him play. <laughs>
1: third-round protected, and if it is, if it is, then you get... We swap third rounds in 2024, and you get a conditional sixth. The condition on that is if he scores 30 points. You tell me that doesn't work in the NHL.
2: I don't not, know. Just go get him. They need the center.
1: Drewin can't be playing center. That can't be
2: happening anymore. Okay. He's happening again after... I remember when I first met Adam and that was the thing I kept asking. it's like, how long is Jonathan Drew going to stay a center? What did I or, say to you back then? You just, I don't know. You're the like, you said something about like, he's underrated that, you know, just let him show it. And then like, I think a year after it's like, yeah, he definitely cannot play center again. This was 2018, 2019.
1: Okay. okay. Did I say his center game or his skill
2: in general though? You just said, no, you did that. You know, when you're like, Oh, what are, what are they going to do then? You know that? High-pitched thing you do sometimes?
1: <laughs> All right. On that note, um, this is one that's good to record when I'm tired because my voice doesn't hit those Whitney Houston levels
2: of notes. With the Jeff Skinner goal, that's still my favorite. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Okay. Um,
2: yeah, Buffalo. He is now their guy, is he? No.
1: Jeff's, yeah, well,
2: yeah, he is. He's their guy. When it comes to money. It's time for him to carry the offense.
1: <laughs> On that note, you may have lost Jack Eichel. <laughs> you have Jeff Skinner. It's funny that Eichel is probably the reason Skinner scored forty. Yeah, it's such a great year. And got that contract, okay. Screwed, but well, I don't want to say he screwed Buffalo because you know he gave you like three hundred and thingy points in three hundred and sixty games, and he was really good. And then you just didn't let him get his neck surgery, and now you are gonna look like idiots if he goes to Vegas and he comes back and wins a hard trophy because he probably will. That's everything. Um, on Olympic to... watch. What?
2: We're on Olympic watch for Jack Eichel.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean that's February, but you know we could start that in January when two Garas should be back too. Mm -hmm. that'll be interesting um maybe Patrick Marlowe shows up then because what the heck is he doing right now not to the Olympics but maybe he'll just show up and then will go back to San Jose um yeah yeah it's Hockey Fights Cancer Month again remember that screw cancer love to see it um besides that thank you for listening download the show sorry if we sound tired or mainly me because it's I hate, I hate the flames and Mark Bergevin anyway. Thank you for listening. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the show's social medias, including TikTok. I said that already, but I don't care. Check out Alex's blog, my YouTube channel, Daniel stuff for CGRU. He's got like 12 things in the pipeline. And besides that, we'll see you later.